0: Hello, and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. My name is Marquis. I'll be hosting today, as Nick is away from the desk this week. So let's get right into it. I want to talk about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee editions that dropped in the last couple weeks. I've played it all the way up to where the Elite Four are so far, and if you guys remember playing this game as kids, or if you ever had the opportunity to, it's just... It's just nice. The fact that the Pokemon follows you around that you get to pick, and you also get Pikachu on your shoulder, it's it's beautiful. The mechanics have changed a bit when it comes to catching, so it's a little bit of a change, but it's a nice change. It's more along the lines of Pokemon Go, in terms of catching, where there's no battle formations or anything when you encounter a wild Pokemon. So... Uh, it's it's a fresh new way to approach catching Pokemon. The other great feature about it is the controller that comes along with it. The Pokeball Plus is uh, amazing. It's just a great way of you know giving you a new way of playing the game. It also works with your Pokemon Go for your cell phone. So. If you want to hook it up to your Pokemon Go and you're out and about, it makes it pretty much the same as the Pokemon Go attachment accessory that they had before. I believed it looked like a compass with a Pokeball on top, I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, that it, it's similar to that, just a lot more innovative, and again it's a controller for the Switch, so uh, if you have the opportunity to pick that up, do so, it's, it's great. Um, about the game itself again. Uh, It introduces a new way of encountering Pokemon in the wild which you actually get to see the Pokemon in the wild in their original form. So it's not just wading through grass expecting to see something. You can actually encounter and choose which Pokemon you want to run into on the screen. So it's uh, it's great. The storyline itself has basically stayed the same with some nice new additions to it like Jesse, James, Meowth. Uh, Brock and Misty getting involved um, throughout your, you know, your mission through the region as well as introducing a new rival um, because you also still have blue and red out there uh, as rivals so it introduces a new rival as well. It also introduces two player play which is great. You can pick up another Switch controller and if there's someone in the room that wants to play with you they uh, turn their controller on and they jump into a double battle with you. Against any Pokemon you trainer you encounter in the wild so it it adds new game modes and new playability that uh, I hadn't even anticipated myself so um, I find it to be personally a 10 out of ten for switch they knocked it out of the park with this it is absolutely amazing I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with the next generation of Pokemon game they have coming out next year so that's awesome. Great job, Nintendo. Great job, Game Freak. You guys are amazing. Next, I want to get on Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. Man, this game is already amazing. And the online just adds to the wonder and the amazement of how well this game was put together. So it starts out where, you know, you make your own character. And then you're busted out of jail. So kind of find your way through there. And the storyline is... It's very much so something out of an old western. It's it's gritty. It's it's awful. It's dirty. It's it's just all around good fun as well. So, um, you know, I myself have put already maybe twenty to thirty hours into the online mode, and I feel like i barely scratched the surface. The showdowns are great. The team battles are great. Uh, I personally not really into the racing aspect of it, so I've only touched a few of those. Um, they seem fun enough, but you know, racing on horses for me just—I know—I feel like I'm pressing the button too much, and I'm just gonna wear my horse out, and he's gonna die from exhaustion. So, if you like races and you like horse racing, that's that'll be fun for you. I myself, I love the showdown mode, big and small. It's a great way to go out and just cause some mayhem with your team. I think one of the modes is called pick your weapon or name your weapon and it gives you points in the match based off of um, the type of weapon you use and the type of kill you have. So yeah, the most unique kills are the highest points. Like a Tom kill I believe is 7 points or 6 something like that and like a repeater kill is 1. So that is the scoring system in that online mode kind of just makes it a a great way to come up with new strategies and teaches you how to pretty much use every weapon the other great thing about it that i really enjoy are the feuds so if you're rolling around and there's one guy that shoots you a couple times and you challenge him to a feud it's it's just a one-on-one battle uh, first to five and you know, you basically get to go up there and just show show off your best stuff and kill anyone around you who kind of wants to fuck with you. You know, you can knock them down a couple pegs, so that that that's great. Uh, possies are also fun because it gives you and your friends the ability to roll around and you know stage coaches and pretty much just fuck everything up. It's it's amazing. Uh, some of the cons, there's not many. Uh, story mode's okay. It's kind of short, but. You know, it's an online mode, so the fact that there's a story mode is great. Could have been a little bit better. I feel if uh, you know things were a little bit more involved, it would have been great to see a heist, like the build-up to a heist for a train or something on there. That would have been nice. But you know, maybe later, maybe that's some DLC we'll see down the line. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the only complaint I had about the online mode. Other than that, Red Dead Redemption Online, ten out of ten. It's it's worth playing. And other video game news this week, we have Smash Brothers Ultimate coming out, which I'm really excited for. Can't wait to smash my way through a bunch of uh, little kids online and show them what's up. Uh, the 69-player roster is incredible. Uh, there's Z- dark suit Samus, um, uh, Wolf, um, what is it? Duck and um, Duck and Dog from the original Duck Hunt game. Uh, They look like fun characters to play, so I'll be excited to get my hands on them. Also, uh, in fighting game news, uh, the Negan reveal trailer came out for Tekken 7, and it's fucking awesome. If you guys ever watched The Walking Dead Season 7, the intro scene where Negan walks out with a leather jacket on and the bat, and everyone's down on their knees, uh, that's exactly what it's like in the Tekken 7 Negan reveal trailer. Uh, You have Hihachi, Kazuya... Lars all on their knees and Negan just walks out talking that shit and just goes upside Lars's head with it and it's fucking great. So, you know, that's something great to look forward to. Uh, they also dropped that they are releasing Marduk with him, the Valley Tudo fighter that's just aggressive as fuck. And he throws cars out of the ring in his intro video. Dude's just a beast. And they also announced that their next DLC... They're coming out with uh, Julia and Armor King, which are two game oldies. If you guys are experienced in the franchise, um, they're actually characters from the very first Tekken game that was on the original PlayStation. So it's great to see some old characters getting some some high def upgrades and some new costumes. Also kind of wanted to touch on Destiny 2 and the Forsaken DLC and the future of Destiny 2. Um they are doing away with DLCs and welcoming the new annual pass with this next upcoming year starting 2019 Uh, with an advent type calendar week to week for awards and you're gonna see where the Traveler is changed up week to week with new items and new decorations. Everything's gonna be kinda uh, changing week to week to evolve with the game uh there's no new campaign modes and um with every new season the power cap's gonna be increasing 50 light so that's huge for anyone who likes to grind who loves that game such as myself i'm gonna be out there completing every raid killing it and um with the new annual pass they promise three seasons of content that connects to the end game content kind of brings everything full circle Um, the first one they have up, uh, introduces the black armory, which in destiny lore is a place where an ancient race developed overpowered weapons and they don't trust guardians. So these missions are more or less to go out and try to help these developers. And while you're in the missions, you forge these new weapons while you're in the game. So it's kind of like a new, I want to say unique way of crafting weapons in the game and the first one is called Season of the Forge so look forward to that coming out Uh, the other one they talked about was Joker's Wild um, Season of the Drifter which from what I hear is all about new Gambit gameplay so that's going to be fun and something new to look forward to for the Gambit modes Uh, and then Season 7 uh, the third part is no name not not to be released yet. no big details have come out, but I think it's all in game content and it's gonna connect everything so that's something great to look forward to for destiny. They're fucking killing it forsaken's great, I love it um so besides that there's anthem uh anthem anthem's video game awards trailer came out, and it's fucking amazing. Have you seen it? I mean, go watch it. If you haven't, take a second and go watch it. It's twenty seconds. just shows you how how hard they've been working on this game. I personally got into the Alpha, so I'm ready to see what this game is all about. see what the javelin suits are like. get my hands on some of the weapons, and just play through this world and this and this new title that you know no one's seen anything of. I'm excited to be able to be one of the first people to try it out so you know, thanks EA for that. You guys are great. I mean, if this game is anything like the trailer or the anything we've seen in the past, uh, I'm going to be very impressed. So, And other movie news. We have a Blue Beetle movie coming out. Uh, being written by DC right now. So that's huge. It's uh, big for Latino superheroes, uh, especially uh, because it's the first one with a main role. Uh, for the DC franchise and the DC extended universe, so that's great. That's great. Uh, it's I'm excited because the whole influence of the Blue Beetle and how it's changed over time. You know, um, I I really like Ted Kord personally. He was he was my favorite Blue Beetle when I was a kid, and then you know with the new induction of uh, Jaime Reyes in 2006 during Infinite Crisis, it was kind of cool how they threw him in there. And uh, gave him value and recreated the Blue Beetle franchise. Um, you know, other Latinos that are uh, superheroes that are huge right now is, uh, you know, as you all know, the Into the Spider-Verse movie coming out. Miles Morales, he's also black and Puerto Rican. Uh, so he is a Latino as well. And it's, it's just great to see these new superheroes getting a opportunity to really shine. Uh, and you know, and for both of these franchises, uh DC and Marvel, um, to show the uh diversity they have amongst their um, you know, their other superheroes as well. Especially with the huge uh with a huge, huge movie like Into the Spider-Verse is gonna be. You know, they've already announced a sequel for it, the all female cast, so that's something awesome and exciting to look forward to. I mean Gwen Stacy, obviously. I don't know any other female spider women besides the ones in the main universe. That's something great to look forward to for next year. Uh we also have Ralph Breaks the Internet, second week in a row, and it's still number one uh number one at the box office. Totals about 119 million in the second weekend. The first one is great. I haven't seen this one yet. Probably make it out there this weekend. Um but, Uh, you know, Creed was second in box office. That was amazing. Really love that movie. and Creed news, Michael B. Jordan uh, did an interview where he confessed that there was going to be a Creed three movie, and he also said that Sylvester Stallone is going to be involved in it. You know, um, even after Sly last week said that he was retiring the Rocky character, but, you know, we've heard that from him before. On Rocky 2, he thought he was done. Rocky 3, he thought he was never coming back. And then we got a Rocky 4 and a Rocky 5, and then um, I think even a later movie where he fought, like, a Tarver, uh, Antonio Tarver, I believe. So, you know, uh, that's great to look forward to for movies. Uh, If you're a boxing movie fan, I am. What I'm also a fan of is... Zombie movies, uh, Zombieland 2 news, uh, Zooey Dutch and uh, Avon Jogia um, are set to be in it as well. The whole original cast returning Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin. Uh, Ruben Flesher uh, set to direct again, so I'm excited for that. Um, You know, Woody Harrelson told him that. Out of all the movies he's filmed, you know, in the last few years, that Zombieland was probably one of his favorites. And, I mean, I loved his character in that one. So, I'm pumped to see what this one's going to turn out. Um, Evan Jogia is playing a character named Berkeley, And, uh, it's kind of been described as, you know, just a uh, kind of a fun uh, zombie approach again. You you know, hopefully they get the last success they did last time. Uh, And, uh, in other news, there's the Daredevil cancellation. That's just tragic i thought that show was too big to fail i honestly did really liked it but especially with disney launching their you know their new streaming plus service doesn't really make sense for uh, netflix to promote another show that's not really their brand so uh it's it's almost uh you know bittersweet bittersweet to see what's going to happen with uh jessica jones season three the punisher season two I honestly see them being both cancelled after their seasons both build and uh, you know finish off so you know uh, Daredevil being cancelled is just another step I feel in uh, Disney bringing it all together and bringing it all home under to Marvel under one universe, uh, one roof. So We also have the Young Justice season 3 Outsiders coming out next week, that's exciting. Considering everyone had to, um, you know, petition and rally with DC to get them to do another season of such a successful show and so well-made storyline was rich, uh, inviting. It it appealed to adults, um, you know, teens as well as um, you know young adults because it kind of had all the elements of what I feel a DC uh, cartoon should have. Um, you know my my personal favorite DC cartoon was Batman the Animated Series, um, and then later uh, Superman and Batman, and then Superman. Like those, those to me were just a man, fuck. Do you remember those? Because my impressions of them, I haven't seen them in years, were just amazing. Uh, I have Batman: Mask of the Phantasm on Blu-ray. Uh, that's from that same era. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and you know the Young Justice series was kind of for me a a shout out to the way um, I feel they should have been going for a while dark, real, gritty storylines you know something you can relate to um, across across the board we also have the uh, live action Cowboy Bebop show coming to Netflix I honestly really want to be excited for it but, I don't know if I can be. I'm on the fence. Really hope they do a good job with it. Not saying Netflix doesn't make great shows, because we all know they do. Uh, shout out to Stranger Things. Um, you know, it's an amazing Netflix show. Um, I'm just just nervous. We um, could have left that alone. That was already a well-done piece of art. You know, the Cowboy Bebop series is synonymous for its fans and cult following. Um So I really hope that, you know, whatever Netflix does, they decide to do it the right way, get some influence from the creative artists, and do, you know, do well by it. Mm, Other things I've heard, uh, Vision is joining the Rumored Scarlet Witch show, and um, that's going to be cool. Uh, You know, Disney's doing a whole bunch of new shows, especially with the Loki live action show. Everyone's excited for that. I know I am. Uh, We also have... Um, come on, some of the first images of Hellboy coming out and I kind of like it. It looks, it looks bigger. It's reminiscent of Ron Perlman as Hellboy, but you know, Ron Perlman to me was just such a perfect Hellboy. Um, you know, you can't really say that, um, he's being bit off of in that sense. It's, it's just a great scene. Um, a great image. I apologize, uh, that I've seen and it looks good. Um, Netflix is apparently adapting Ronald Dahl books into animated series. Again, Netflix just trying to do the most, you know, with their programming, get something, get something new. I, uh, read a bunch of Ronald Dahl as a little boy. So I really hope that, um, this is something that, you know, my kids can watch personally. Um, and other Netflix news, uh, Neon Genesis is coming to Netflix uh, that's it's a great anime series that's been around since the early 90s and it's probably going to be great every anime that they've done on there that I've watched, I've personally enjoyed Seven Deadly Sins, fire the Fate series, fire so I know they're probably going to do a great job with Neon Genesis we also have the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie coming out um i think uh 10 days or so so that's huge for the series i mean finally making broly canon and bringing in gogeta as well from the latest trailer it it looks man uh it's honestly going to be a blowout movie uh we haven't seen a dragon ball release like this or um anything on this caliber from them in a while completely new redesigns of all the characters I think uh you know Akira Toriyama did a lot of searching and petitioned a lot of new artists to give him some good new redesigns of Goku and the squad and from what I've seen it's it's gonna be great um you know hand-drawn anime is back in a big way and um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it for uh, Dragon Ball Super. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the other uh, Dragon Ball Super movies that they had, or um, Dragon Ball movies recently. Uh, Resurrection F, uh, you know, is was the return of Frieza, who was, uh, you know, uh, some people consider to be Goku's greatest enemy. And that was great to see that kind of help revive the franchise and get it back to... A new generation and allow younger children to uh dive in and you know get involved in the dragon ball world as well so with that movie being released it's it's great for the franchise um I, i'm gonna go see it with my family so i'm personally excited to see what all the hype is about in other movie news we have um ryan coogler set to direct the call of duty movie that's gonna be interesting. Uh, Ryan Coogler makes great movies, so, I mean, ooh, what else can we expect but greatness from that? Triple um, X writer is to write the Gears of War movie, so, I mean, that's fun, too. Um, Gears of War probably one of my favorite franchises and series to play on Xbox as well, so I uh, look forward to that. And uh, Russo Brothers recently you know, had a conversation where they came out and told everyone that Chris Evans is not done with Cap I mean can he ever be done with Cap it's been such a great representation of um, I think personally my favorite Avenger so if he's not done then I'm pumped if he is done either way it's still been a great ride also apparently the uh, Kingsman 3 movie is still on uh, Firth and Egerton will both be returning um, for their roles, so, uh, I mean, the last two were pretty amazing, um, I, I hold both those movies very high regards, the uh, comic book version of them is, I mean, I think better, but the film representation of, um, you know, the Kingsman is, I think, pretty spot on, and uh, if this third one's supposed to be anything like the last ones, I just hope they get better, as they have been. In comic book news, uh, Power Rangers just wrapped Shattered Grid, which, I mean, I I think was probably just a balls-to-the-wall, really dope um, representation of the Power Rangers alternate universe. I mean, the comic book uh, presentation right now is, I honestly think, up there with DC as far as storytelling goes. The Shattered Grid storyline focuses on a alternate timeline with the power rangers where tommy the green ranger decided to um become evil and stay with rita instead of becoming a good guy and changes his name to lord draken and then uh comes to our dimension where the good ones live just you know causes a bunch of mayhem fuck shit up kills the other tommy from our universe and then uh uh goes on to fight the rangers and take on the powers of every single ranger across the grid um throughout time so it's honestly just great quality uh, storyline uh, the 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 hand drawing is awesome i i'm really a huge fan of it so uh check that out also um for batman's um anniversary uh I believe it's, uh, Detective Comics number 1000, I think it is, correct me if I'm wrong, um, they are going to be introducing Arkham Knight, uh, as, uh, main character into the universe of Batman and DC, so I'm excited to see who they're going to pick for that. Let's see, and in the DC universe, um, it looks like Thomas Wayne came back from the Flashpoint universe and is now going to be another reoccurring character, um, he just came back in uh, Batman number 60, um, so if you haven't read it yet, sorry, I didn't mean to drop it, he's kind of on the cover, but no, that's huge, um, he died at the end of Flashpoint, so now for him to be back is kind of just showing the, the multitude of the characters that they have available at their disposal to kind of move the story along for Batman, considering everything that happened to him in the last arc. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. It's about that time of the night. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to Nick. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on to host your podcast. Uh, It's been an honor, and uh, I'm excited to maybe come back and do it again when you're here one week, and uh, we talk nerd stuff, maybe debate a little bit. Uh, Anyone listening uh, that's interested in maybe taking on another additional podcast, uh, I have my own podcast called On the Marquee, where I uh, talk about the daily dirt or weekly dirt that's going on in the hip hop community. Also be going over the latest beefs, you know, uh, see who's battling who, what's going on with that um so you know tune into my channel as well if anyone's interested it's called on the marquee and uh we'll be airing every sunday um we're gonna start doing live here in a couple months uh and welcoming live guests uh local music um and local artists as well so um if you or you know anyone who'd be interested you know give me a shout out um also uh this has been a Again, a great opportunity for me to kind of stretch my creative legs and, you know, host something that is a passion of mine. And, uh, you know, hopefully everyone here listening is a passion of theirs too. So, you know, everyone have a great day. Uh, Thank you so much and uh, stay up.